We sound so we sound so thrilled to talk about wrestling this week. <laughs> definitely, definitely don't put that into the fucking podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, you are about to witness the world's number one wrestling podcast. Let me pod to you. Yeah. Welcome to Let Me Pod to You. I'm Jacob. You can block me on Twitter at We Hate Jacob. That's hate with an eight. I'm here with my co-host Dimitri. You can find him on Twitter at just Dimitri underscore Dimitri. How did you feel about this past week of wrestling? Well, talked about it a bit already. It is uh, or was very mid. Mid. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Word of the week. Yep. It really <laughs> is. I, honestly, I mean, your top of the mid could just be this week of wrestling. <laughs> It could be. <laughs> uh, our format here is Dimitri's top of the mid, a headline, stocks rising, stocks falling. These can be specific wrestlers, storylines, whatever to kick off the conversation. But Dimitri, what do we have as top of the mid this week? Well, we got the most midweek in the history of midweeks. All right, that's a lie, but it's a pretty midweek. Um, so my top of the mid this week, I couldn't even come up with an actual top of the mid because nobody really stood out. It was just a whole bunch of mid all over the place. So... We got a nice little honorary mention, I guess. Uh, not quite top of the mid, so I guess we're going to call it mid of the mid this week. <laughs> um, <laughs> Xavier Woods, uh, we, we kind of touched on it last week. We are excited for him to have the opportunity at the uh, Intercontinental match. Um, and you know what? He didn't disappoint. It was a good-ass match the whole way through. I don't think anybody expected uh, Xavier Woods to win. We all knew he was going to lose. There's no way he's going to take the title from Gunther on a random ass smackdown right before the draft. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was, st- he still managed to put on a good match, a couple near falls and uh crowd was pretty into it. I was into it watching it at home. Um, so, you know what? I got to give my man some respect. Xavier Woods is mad, solid, super professional. And um, you know what? Maybe hopefully this means that we get a little, uh, get a little more Xavier Woods on TV. He's a true pro. I'd like to see him more on TV. I completely agree. I th- I think they they did a really good match. I felt a little bad for Xavier Woods getting thrown around like a rag doll <laughs> by yep. Gunther, but yeah, I mean, I I think he's great. I th- he's always fun. Anytime there's anything with them, whether it's backstage segment, they're out in the ring, kind of promo, mm-hmm. it's always a good time. Um, back to this week being mid, I think part <laughs> of that probably is due to the draft coming up. And Definitely. I'm going to talk about this a little later, but it feels like a lot of storylines are kind of treading water, just Mm -hmm. trying to get to backlash, trying to get to the draft. And I I hope Triple H isn't lying to us when he, you know, is saying that the draft is going to shake up the WWE. I think I think we need some kind of shake up. So hopefully we're treading this mid water for (laughs) some some good stuff coming soon. Listen here, bub. I got to tell you this. I, I believe in Papa H. Papa H never steer us wrong. Okay? I believe in the man. <laughs> I, I know he's not lying to me. He'll he'll make it right. <laughs> well, I, you know what? To be honest, I felt a little lied to last night. Oh, God. The, the infographics are saying an announcement that's going to rock the foundation of WWE. And all we get is a new World Heavyweight Championship. All that- we get? Doesn't mean shit, because Roman Reigns oh, is still the champ. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here, here we, we go. go. Here we go. <laughs> Time to roll up the sleeves. <laughs> tell tell me more, Jacob. 
dear audience, I have not been in the wars of WWE of big in the brand splits and the ins and outs of these new fake belts that come up every so often. <laughs> now, the positives. The design is very good. I think it's a very good design. It's uh, going to have a title that matters on Raw because I'm not acknowledging Austin Theory as the United States champion anymore. I refuse to. They need a champion. But you can't come out in the middle of the ring and slander our tribal chief this way, saying, (laughs) oh, yeah, I would have done this myself. I would have negotiated a deal where I don't have to defend my belt very often. Guys... You write the show. You chose this. You chose to give him both belts. You chose to put it all together. And you can't say that he that this is uh, the World Heavyweight Championship when there's a universal heavyweight WWE undisputed champion right over there. These belts cannot hold the same weight. They cannot be at the same level, in my opinion. It is a Mickey Mouse championship. It is an asterisk championship. It's got no history. This belt is a Paris Saint-Germain winning the Champions League, in my opinion. Doesn't matter. It's just oil money. Skip. Skip. (laughs) Listen, man. Uh, I hear you. No, I don't. I don't hear you. (laughs) Um, <laughs> I don't even hear you. Uh, I, all right. I agree with you that the championship design, top tier, great design. It's gold, looks prestigious. I love the look. And, uh, you know, as a um, childhood fan of the World Heavyweight Championship, one of my favorite belts of all time, I love that it looks like it. And I love that it's got that like modern twist on it. Looks great to me. All right. Now, in terms of this being a fake belt, I guess I can see where you're coming from since Roman has the two official big belts now. But, big but here, you and I both know that they don't want to take the belts off Roman. Mm -hmm. And they want him to break more records. Mm -hmm. But in order for that to happen, other people have to suffer. And I don't think they want that to be the case. So this is a happy medium where they can, you know, have the best of both worlds here. You know, Roman keeps both the belts on whatever he brand he goes to. And then on the other brand, it probably SmackDown, yeah. And World Heavyweight Championship, in my eyes, just in my brain, I think we're all. So I'm going to guess SmackDown, but he goes to SmackDown. His belts go with him. The other belt goes to Raw. I think right now we're in a stage of it's brand new and we feel like it's going to feel like a secondary title. But again, I believe in Papa H., Papa H never steers us wrong. He will make this title feel legit. He's made the Intercontinental title feel legit. Secondary titles feel legit. Besides the U.S. title right now, it did feel legit until Theory, but I don't know if that's Triple H's fault. Theory is just kind of meh, but whatever. Um, And I believe he'll make this championship feel legit. Uh, One thing I think they're going to do towards the... You know, whenever Roman ends up dropping the belt or maybe when the brand split happens, I do think they'll end up unifying the Universal and the WWE Championship together into one belt with a new design. Um, Because I've heard Triple H wants to change belts because personally, I don't like the designs. I think they're just like, it's just a big W on a belt. Mm -hmm. Um, And they don't scream like, 
I'm a champion to me. Uh, so I think Triple H probably feels the same way. It seems like he's kind of old school in that sense where he likes like a big gold prestigious belt. Something that screams I'm a champion, not just like I am a member of this company. Um, what were you yeah. going to say? I know I agree. And I, I would hope that if they do that, they do something similar for the women's belts as well. Yes. Because it's the same thing, just instead of the raw women's belt being uh have a black background has a white background yeah like just like, yeah give everybody big gold belt like that's fine <laughs> i make them look pretty you you said this last night when we were watching raw that you think they want to keep that two belt look for roman because they like the imagery of it so yeah. that's the only thing that i think would slow down that um unification new belt because they want to keep that look Agreed. And so, yeah, that would make sense. And, and yeah, like I said, I, I do think uh, that two-belt look for Roman makes him look that much more epic. Um, so, I mean, if they do unify the belts, um, which I do think they will eventually, may not happen till Roman drops the belts, which in my mind I think would make sense because whoever gets the new belt kind of starts like a new era. Mm-hmm. Roman's era is that era with those two belts, and you're never going to forget that especially if they change the belt right after and we never see those that belt again you know that 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 belt's going to be like synonymous with roman so um Mm -hmm. yeah i again i'm not i I think this world heavyweight championship belt is a great idea uh i think part of it is nostalgia just because i love that belt um i I think it's gonna work man logically I get it. I get it logically. They need yeah. a champion on Raw. USA is paying money, and they don't have a champion. Right. SmackDown's paying money, and they technically have a champion, but, I mean, we know our tribal chief is not working a lot of dates right now, so right. It, there's there's a lot there. I just... it's It'll be hard for me, at least initially, to recognize whoever wins that World Heavyweight Championship as a true champion. They're, they're going to be, like, the working champion, and Roman's going to be the real champion who's like, look at this fucking loser having to work. Like, <laughs> That's true. And you know what? Uh, I don't think that... Uh, I've seen some people say Cody uh, is going to be the shoe in to get it. I don't think Cody's going to get it. I think uh, I think Cody's got to gotta beat Roman. Um, I don't think he's going to get this title. I think it's going to be somebody else entirely. Well, I-, I agree with you because it's not what he's here for. He's right. not here for a new belt that they, you know, mm-hmm. quote unquote, would have made for him. Yeah. If they give it to Cody, it's like, oh, you brought Cody back. You couldn't have him beat Roman for reasons. So you made a whole new belt for this man to win a belt. If they get it to Cody, it definitely does. <laughs> what you said feels like a secondary belt. If he's like, I can't beat uh, Roman. Uh, well, look at this. I got this new belt. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> wow. Like, that doesn't that doesn't do anything for anyone. Yeah. So it, that that shouldn't happen. And also, Cody wants the belt that Roman has because that's the technically by lineage, that's the one that his dad couldn't win. Mm-hmm. So that's what he wants. So I, I agree with you. I don't think that that's what will happen. Um, and I guess we'll find out um, hopefully soon what the the way they're going to decide this. I, who I'm you, guessing it's going to be some kind of tournament. Who do you think? Uh, just off the top of your head, uh, who do you think would be a good champ? Who would be a good champ? Um, I I think it could go a number of ways, and I think we'll know more about what this picture will look like after the draft next week. Definitely. And I I think 
they're lining up making Seth Rollins look strong. Yeah, because baby. this came out of nowhere. The whole Seth Rollins fighting Omos at Backlash, and everyone was like, "Huh? The fuck? <laughs> For what?" And now they announce a belt. Seth cuts a promo. Omos comes out, and it's like, "Oh, Seth beats a giant. He gets a big gold belt." Okay, I think he'd be good. He's a yes. he's a great heel. He's a great just worker for the company. Like that man does anything you want. It is crazy. So I think he'd be a very good champion. He has the the clout. I think to make that belt feel legit right away. Yeah. Whereas, would it be fun for it to be Chad Gable or LA Knight? Yeah, that'd be <laughs> really fun. But they don't carry the weight of making that belt serious, in my opinion. I would definitely agree with that. And actually, the person you said there, Seth Rollins, is exactly who I had in mind uh, to win the belt. Um, just because he's been a champion before. Um, and, you know, with Seth Rollins as champion, he's just one of those names where he's big enough that the belt feels significant just because he has it. And um, obviously, he's a great worker, like you said. Um, I don't think anybody has any complaints about Seth Rollins in any department. Great at promos, great at mm-hmm. wrestling, great at it all. So um, if anybody deserves it, I would definitely also say Seth Rollins because he's just been doing, like you said, everything that's been asked of him. He's been in all sorts of different storylines all over the place, um, you know, taking his lumps here and there, whatever. And uh, dude remains a professional. He's gone from like character to character impressively um, during the uh COVID era, era when he did that uh, what was it like a cult leader persona that shit was mm. cool as hell um, and he had uh, Buddy Matthews come out with him all the time as his like disciple I love that era it's probably going to be forgotten about because it hasn't uh, come close to what happens now with the crowd you know singing along with the song and everything he's a big deal now yeah. um, so I think that that uh, little character will be lost in history but anyways he's just clearly shown that he can do everything that's asked um whether it be big or small so i I think the title is is his and this would again depend on the draft but i i could also see them doing something where if gunther gets drafted to raw i I guess i don't know how that works given that he's the sitting champion of the intercontinental belt like does like that is a that is the smackdown mid-card belt so does he drop it then because he's leaving the show? Does he keep it? Do they have him, you know, do they have him personally say, I have outgrown this and drop that belt to go after a bigger prize? Um, I think that could be interesting because he's been a very strong champion. He's made the Intercontinental belt very serious. They'd have to be, I think, kind of careful there to make sure that they didn't damage the Intercontinental, you know, strength. Yeah. In, right in moving him away from it but i could see him doing something too yeah that's a cool idea i didn't even think about that but yeah my my only other concern with this new championship is triple h seems to really like long title reigns yeah from the belts that he has had control of he is really into letting them go a long time you know that would be my only concern is Okay, do we get into the same Roman situation here where whoever gets this belt, you immediately go, they can't lose it, they don't lose? Because that's where we are with the Universal Championship. That's where we are with the Intercontinental Championship. 
Austin Theory keeps fluking his way to wins. Uh. The the men's tag team championships, those Uh. were on the Usos forever until the storyline constituted those those changing hands. So that would be my only concern is like, I think we need there to be more title opportunities and more realistic title winners if we're going to take this belt seriously. Yep, I hear that. Um, I will say I'm not uh, totally against the long reigns. I think uh, they can be good things um, with like making people serious. Because uh, like Gunther, if his title reign would have been short, he wouldn't be looked at the way he 100%. is now. And the Usos, I mean, they're part of the big storyline and everything, but them holding the belts for such a long time really gave them kind of a sense of legitimacy. So that helped them. Uh I'm not so sure if it's helping. Actually, I know it's not helping Austin Theory. So there's an example of where it's not working. He hasn't had it for too long, but uh, I wouldn't give it to him too long. So I hope that it goes off of him soon. But um, yeah, I'd say uh, as long as it's not a Roman Reigns length run, you know, like abnormally, insanely long. When do you think Austin Theory got the United States Championship? I actually don't remember when he got the uh, championship. So you're saying you didn't think it was that long of a run, though, right? Yeah, in my mind, it doesn't seem very long. November 26th, 2022. You shitting me. He's had it for almost a year. Oh, my God. For some reason, I had no idea. For some reason, I thought it was recent. Yeah, no, he's had that for months now. Like It's been a while. Well, that just shows how uh, impactful his run has been. Not. Yeah, it sucks. (laughs) Wow, that's eye-opening. Yeah. Well, regardless, Roman Reigns is the the true champion, and we'll have to see what happens to see if I take anybody else with any any real seriousness. I, I I was talking to somebody else, though. Survivor Series could be fun again if they start doing that champion versus champion match. Ooh. Um, no, no stakes, but, you know. So you know fun. what? I'm going to save this idea that I just popped in my head for uh, later in the show. I'm writing it down. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. All right. Moving on. Stocks rising. Dimitri, where do you want to start there? Well, uh, you know what? I got the... Uh, we've talked about them a little bit here and there, um, kind of repeatedly over the last couple of weeks, just because they've been doing such a good job, both these little factions here. I'm talking about Alpha Academy and Maximum Male Models. Uh I just, everybody in the storyline is just super solid. I've been really happy seeing everybody from the storyline together. Um, Otis, we've talked about it. Comedic, great. Um, I'm just really invested. Like, I find myself super invested into this whole storyline. I guess this is a good contender for top of the mid. Everybody in this uh in these groups because like legitimately like i'm like sitting here like i'm like every week just kind of wondering what otis is going to do is he going to side with my man chad gable alpha academy is we going to slide over to the maximum male models mm-hmm. uh and like on the surface it's such a stupid and funny thing to like debate and think about but like i can't lie bro i'm just so invested into the story <laughs> it's really fun and i like how on Raw this week, they they had uh, Maxine Dupree come out with them for mm-hmm. Chad's match. Yeah, it was good. I think that was really good. It was a nice touch to kind of keep that storyline 
flowing and showing what's what's going on there to the crowd, not just a backstage segment, but uh-huh. get the get the live crowd on it too. O- Otis was wearing a was wearing a chain as well with um <laughs> with his hair slicked back. I mean, this man. I don't know. I don't know what he did in his former life to get these bits that he's done. But <laughs> Ead was saying this last night. This man has gotten to work with some of the uh, finest women in the WWE in his time. He's doing you something know? right. He's doing something right. He must be a good guy. So yep. until I'm proven otherwise, um, Otis, good guy. If you if you follow him on Instagram, he's got some big fucking dogs that that he seems to have a good time with too. So that's badass. And uh, one thing I want to add is I saw this uh, little bit on Twitter. Uh, I thought it was interesting. Um, Chad Gable, you know how I'm a huge fan of Chad mm-hmm. Gable. That's my boy. Uh, on uh, Twitter, I saw that he said that the way Hunter's used him over the past uh eight or nine months has really allowed him to you know kind of showcase everybody what he can do technically and i got a big agree with that like he's the matches chad's been in super solid all those suplexes are badass and like just watching his matches have just been fun not only is his character great like his match work is like legit so been happy with him he was really good this week on raw too Uh That, that match he had with mustafa ali was was really good yeah, and he, that's crazy. Is like he can have such a short match, right? But it can still mm-hmm. be so good just because of how technically good he is at his job. It, it would be really if he was in AEW, he would a hundred percent have the uh, Ring of Honor Pure Rules belt. He would be a great holder of that belt. Like fucking Wheeler Uter and uh, Daniel Garcia have had that recently over there, and like. Chad Gable would wipe the fucking floor with them in a technical wrestling match. My stock rising this week is Liv and Raquel, the uh, WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. They uh, had a successful defense of the belts on SmackDown. They even got to cheat a little bit, which is always fun when the babyfaces cheat. Um, (laughs) Michael Cole saying, they're allowed to do it. They should be allowed to do it because the the heels were doing it. You know, so that's always always good. A little backstage segment they had with Raquel and Liv where Liv was doing her kind of being insane bit that she does. And Raquel referred to her as Lokita. I, I liked that a lot. Um... I think they make a really good team. I, mm-hmm. I saw a bunch of people on Twitter this this week saying that, you know, they still feel thrown together even though they're the champions. I disagree. I feel like they go together perfectly. For where both of them are in not just the pecking order of the women's division, but as wrestlers, I think both of them can thrive as a tag team compared to exclusively doing singles work. So I'm really happy they're together. I think they're going to, going to hold those tag team belts for a little while at least. I mean, probably we'll get towards SummerSlam and Ronda Rousey will be back. And uh. her and Shayna Baszler will probably get the belts, unfortunately. But while Liv and Raquel have them, I will enjoy it. They they also got to team with Bianca Belair on, on Raw this week in a six-woman tag against Damage Control. Like... They're getting to do a lot of fun stuff, and they work really well together. I want it to continue. I like them. Keep keep doing good stuff. 
Yeah, uh, I think they're a good tag team as well. Um, I do think that Liv is... Um, I'd say she's about 50-50 uh, as in terms of like singles wrestler or tag team because she can definitely do singles work and make it work. I liked her oh, yeah. little... When she was like doing a crazy I love pain type of deal, I thought that was cool and it kind of fit her character. Um, I uh, I do think Raquel Rodriguez is like a serial tag team competitor. Like she always is with like some sort of tag team partner. I haven't really... We haven't really seen her on a singles run yet. She's just always partnering with somebody. Uh, not a bad thing. Good thing for the tag division. She had right? a few. She had a few title challenges on SmackDown after, right after she came up. Um, oh, were? Yeah, I mean, they didn't go anywhere because she was so yeah. new. But they made her look really strong because they do these like fatal four way matches to determine the number one contender. And as soon as her music would hit and she'd come out, it's like, oh, okay, they're yeah. they're gonna give Raquel <laughs> another push. Where where I think both of them need some work. And where being a tag team can help both of them towards future singles competition is I think they both need some character work. Because right now, Liv Morgan is just, I'm kind of crazy. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's her character. And you can, you can only go so far with that. Yeah. And Raquel is, you know, very, like, happy, positive, And then she'll turn around and be like, look at my fucking back. <laughs> I have you a know? back. <laughs> so it, it it her character is strong and lives is crazy. No, her character so, is back. <laughs> character's back. Yeah, so I I would really like to see them develop some more actual character or just give us some more real personality than just, you know, I'm here to perform a wrestling. That that that's what really I think can compel a singles run. Yep. Yep. Big agree there. And our main topic for Stocks Rising, the draft! Hell yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Fucking love the draft. So, where we're going to go on the draft, because Dimitri loves drafts. I'm sitting up, baby. (laughs) Unfortunately, next week, he's going to be on assignment in Mexico scouting some uh, new Lucha guys coming up for us. Sure am. Uh, So, we won't be able to really dive into the draft next week. The following week, I'm sure that will be the main talking point, is Dimitri discussing his his draft faves. Oh, yeah. So, Dimitri, who do you think is going to be the number one overall pick for SmackDown? Uh, It's got to be Roman Reigns. Like, Does it? it it's got to be. Ain't no way it's not Roman Reigns. I think it's got to be Roman Reigns. I raise you, Rhea Ripley. Oh, fuck. That's uh, okay. That would be a good one, too. That would be a good one, too. I think the last time they had a draft, it might have been the number one pick might have been Becky Lynch. So I could see them That's, going Rhea Ripley. I, 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 think, I think if Roman Reigns is the number one pick, Basically, both number one picks don't matter because whoever Raw picks is going to be like Seth Rollins then. Yep. Because it's like who lives on each brand. It's Roman lives on SmackDown. Seth lives on on Raw. It would be interesting to see them swap Roman. I would like to see him go to Raw. Again, though, like he's not going to be there. He'll be there for two or three appearances before a big pay-per-view. So... Uh, I I don't know I I think I think Raw is still kind of WWE's main show of the week, so I I could see them 
wanting to make sure that that new championship belt they unveiled on Raw stays on Raw. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I could see something like uh, Rhea Ripley getting getting the number one pick or Bianca Belair. Oh yeah, Bianca Belair would make a lot of sense. Hmm. Really yeah. mix up the women's division on each brand. Yeah. Oh, I think the women's division needs a mix up for sure. So yeah, absolutely. Um, something uh, that I'm excited about the draft is all this separation talk I'm hearing. Like mm-hmm. uh, potentially, you know, doing like a full split, like we talked before, like where it's like legitimately split between brands, like they're almost two different companies competing. I'm you, dude. I am all about that. Like, I'm excited for that. And I even saw today on Twitter, there's rumors that they're gonna, uh, thinking about doing um, brand-specific pay-per-views again. You see oh, that? Oh, I did yeah. not see that. That's interesting. It, that's a rumor going around. So, uh, again, I'm here for that. Makes uh, each brand... I think it really helps to mid-card when you separate it like that because... Mm-hmm. You know, those mid-carders have to matter at that point because how are you going to get people to watch your premium live event if you don't have good matches, you know what I mean, to fill it out? Mm -hmm. So I'd be excited for that. And then we can have – it makes those big pay-per-views where you get both brands kind of crossing seem like even an even bigger deal because then you know you got got everybody on one show and you're like, holy shit, this is amazing. Kind of less is more type of thing. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that that being the case. I mean, staying on separation, what teams or factions do you think are in danger of being separated? Uh, Street Profits. Those are number one? I don't want to see them separated necessarily because they do such a good job together, but I could easily see it happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I could see that as well. I, I do think just from a logistic standpoint and kind of a contract negotiation slash you know just backstage power i guess i could i would maybe say i think wherever bianca ends up that's where montez is going to end up given that they are married just for travel logistics purposes and being able to maintain a relationship i would i would kind of guess they're going to end up on the same brand uh similarly with becky and seth rollins um yeah they they did that more recently where they kind of got them back on the same the same brand. I mean, I think that's important with them, you know, having a child as well just for those purposes. Makes things easier for sure. Yeah. And, and it'll make things easier when you get to contract negotiations with both of them. Becky's contract is allegedly up at the end of next year. So, you know, you're going to want to keep Becky Lynch around. Um, uh, team... Uh, speaking of teams, a team that uh, is pretty obvious that's going to break up is Damage Control. Yep. Uh, I could see um, EO Sky and Dakota Kai going one way and Bailey going the other way. Because clearly yeah. they work well as a team. They're getting along. Seems like they just kind of don't dig Bailey's leadership, which is cool because finally we can get Bailey uh, just kind of on her singles run again. Bailey does a great job as a singles competitor. I just don't think this thing is working completely for her. <laughs> It's it's not, and I think I think they are going to move on. I mean, I, I don't know if you caught it in the in the backstage segment before the six woman tag lap on Raw this week. Bailey kind of nudged EO, and EO gave her a vicious side eye at that point. Like, oh, she she's like, great at the side eye. She's yeah. like, "Excuse me," <laughs> and then right before they all went out, 
Io kind of gave a look to Bianca. Bianca gave a look back. Io kind of nodded her head in like a little bit of a, by the way, I respect you kind of kind of look too. So I think there's a lot there where Io and, and Dakota are, they're over it with Bailey. Yeah, so it, for sure. They're, they're kind of playing that up in a way that it'll make sense for them to get separated. Mm-hmm. I, I think um, my favorite tag team, Braun Strowman and Ricochet, a.k.a. Big Bald, Little Bald, a.k.a. Two Bald, Two Furious. I think they're going to be going their separate ways as well. Yeah, I, I, I think Braun Strowman's going to be heading to Raw. I think Ricochet will be staying on SmackDown, personally. Again, logistics. He's engaged to Samantha Irvin, the yeah. ring announcer on SmackDown. Who you is know. fucking great, by the way. At GOAT. Like, <laughs> top three. Yep, it's it is noticeable when it's when it's not her. Similarly, exactly. like on a on AEW when Justin Roberts isn't doing the the ring announcing, it is noticeably different. It's like wait, 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 <laughs> where are you? So th- th- I think they're gonna be sticking together. Uh, I, we we talked briefly about tag teams that maybe shouldn't break up. And I, I kind of feel that way about the Viking Raiders. I mean, I do not want to see them have to do anything by themselves. Yeah. Don't really care for them <laughs> as a team, but like, let's not split them up. Yeah, I agree with that. Definitely uh, definitely don't need to split them up. I don't need two different Viking Raiders, especially <laughs> on two different shows, doing the, the same shit. And uh, I, don't, I don't even know what Valhalla would do at that point. Maybe just float. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no thanks. <laughs> Um, we, we've been, we've been, I think this is where we're finally going to get the, the Otis decision when it comes to draft day on, is he going to stay with Chad or is he going to be with the maximum male models? It will really depend on where they both end up for where their paths go down the, down the road. Mm-hmm. And, and an interesting thing that, that you brought up last night off of that, uh, locker room segment with the, with the bloodline. Jimmy being like, well, what happens if we don't get those belts back on Friday, Oos? What happens to us? What happens to us? What's going to happen? Roman Reigns might make a phone call and say, you know what? I think the Uso tag team is better off being Jimmy and Solo. Mm -hmm. And Jay, you're out of the family, blood. That's when send, uh... send him away. That's when Jay can win the uh, World Heavyweight Championship, baby. Hey. I'd be for that. I'd love that. That Survivor Series would be fucking crazy, too. <laughs> that would be actually sick with Jay as a World Heavyweight Champion. And if they can uh, somehow get to a point where him and Roman fight, maybe not for the titles, but champion versus champion. Ooh, that'd be sick. Goosebumps yep. thinking about it. That, that would be interesting. Oh, and uh, so... Something I've thought about when, you know, sitting here thinking about the draft, because, you know, when I'm not podcasting, I just sit in my room, stare at a wall and thinking about drafts. Um, I, I can <laughs> see his room, listeners, and it's it's just whiteboards that's covering all four <laughs> walls. And it's just draft, like mock drafts on, on every one. Panthers right. mock drafts, WWE mock drafts, NXT mock drafts. He's <laughs> he's going crazy. Yeah, it's draft season, baby. I'm hyped. So, um <laughs> couple names here that would be interesting to see if or when their name gets called randy orton he's been out for a while it would be i mean i'm sure he's not close to coming back that's what i've heard but it would be interesting to even just hear his name called where Mm -hmm. he's gonna go what he's gonna be a part of randy orton's one 
Drew McIntyre, we haven't heard anything of Drew McIntyre. Supposedly his contract's running up, blah, blah, blah. But if he were to get drafted somewhere, I think that'd point to uh, them, you know, at least trying to renew his contract or something, right? Because I don't think you'd really yep. want to announce all that just for him to leave in a month or two. So no, I agree. Yeah, so those are two big names I'm thinking about. Like, I'm really wondering where they're going to go. Bray Wyatt. We haven't seen Bray Wyatt in forever. Fuck what the him. fuck happened to Bray Wyatt? Uh, I don't care. <laughs> I like Bray Wyatt personally, but it did get a little stale there. <laughs> if 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 we, uh, if I mean, I assume he's part of it. So where does Bray Wyatt go? If Uncle Howdy still exists, where does he go? We haven't seen any of that. Well, um, what would also be interesting along those lines is does Alexa Bliss get drafted to the same brand as Bray Wyatt? That was my next uh, thing. Yep they they actually just announced a new a new remixed theme for her. Ooh. So there could be a, an Alexa Bliss return coming soon. You got to wonder um, with uh, you know the draft coming up, how much of people staying off storylines is like them not being a part of things or of, of them just, you know, having plans for them post draft, um, you know, cause it would be cool to see some people who we haven't seen in a while kind of debut post draft, mm-hmm. um, and have some storylines start up then. So I'm definitely interested to see where all these people go that we haven't seen in like a long time. There's like names that like, I'm sure I'm forgetting. There's a lot of people that just haven't been around that, you know, like, uh, who the hell, uh, Champa has been gone forever. Hurt, hurt. He's hurt. Yeah, bro. He's hurt. Mm. He had to have Our- like sh- shoulder surgery or something. Gotcha. Our truth is hurt, but I would like to see him get drafted. Um, well, another another kind of faction that I was just thinking of is Sheamus and the Brawling Brutes. Ah, because there have been rumors about them repackaging Butch back to Pete Dune. Okay. Where he was very successful in NXT UK, very successful mm-hmm. in NXT, and then they kind of brought him up to this nothing butch character. That's what Vince a, does. Just a wild boy. You know? <laughs> so I I would also think I think it would be really interesting to see Sheamus drafted back to SmackDown to keep going after that Intercontinental belt, the last belt he hasn't collected. Oh yeah, and they are dude, Sheamus and Gunther, great match every time. Mm-hmm. So many fucking slaps to the titties. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's a good match. Going to the show we don't watch, um, who do you think might come up from NXT? Oh, uh Braun Breaker would make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And we briefly spoke about this, but I hope they bring the Steiner name out. Uh, I know you said optics wouldn't be the best right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you but, have to be careful about it. <laughs> but I love Scott, man. Scott, holler if you hear me. Oh, man, I love that man, yo. My profile picture on PlayStation right now is Scott Steiner, yo. He's just <laughs> such a he's such a badass. I love the, the big booty daddy. You know what I mean? The genetic freak, yo. I love that man. So, you know, just a little just a little throwback to the Steiners. I would love that. Um I've heard Cora Jade maybe coming up. Mm, um, okay. I'm like middle of the road about Cora Jade. She's all right. Aren't um, they competing? Yeah, they are. So I feel like if Braun came up, it would make sense for Cora logistics. Jade. Logistics. We keep talking about baby. logistics. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I would love to see Gigi come up for reasons. Yeah, wh- why do you want to see uh, Gigi come up, Dimitri? For reasons. Huh? Um, what, what reasons, Dimitri? Could, no, it be you, her, could it be her assets in the ring? Yeah, she's got good assets. Let's just say that. <laughs> um, it would be great to see her, but I, she's kind of like does this thing where like her character is like, okay. Um, but again, you know, a lot of characters are just okay. Uh, but her ring work, she's like not a bad wrestler, but she's really slow. Like if you ever watch mm. her, she's just like, everything is just really, really slowed down. So I don't know if she's ready for that yet. Yeah, that's fair. I, I mean, one, one person that I was thinking of before this week, and there was some, you know, uh, news and interviews that came out with, with Tiffany Stratton. Because I think her character is really good, but she said herself that she wants to stay in NXT to work on her cells, her psychology. She wants to get better there first before coming up. I think she's got a really solid character. It's kind of like, it's it's a little bit Chelsea Greeny. It's kind of um, my daddy's credit card got me here kind of, That's great. Kind of thing. Yeah. But she has different assets in the ring, I, I'd say, that are that are, you know, good. Um, but yeah, she, she, I I would like to see her at some point, but you know, she's respect. She's saying she needs some, some more development work. She's going to stay at NXT a bit longer. Um, I just brought up an, an article from wrestletalk.com on who Mm -hmm. could be called up. Um, they also said Braun Breaker. They've also, they also have Roxanne Perez. Joe Gacy. Um, I haven't gotten there yet. Is he, is he, he's not on the list? Ooh, they're saying pretty deadly. The the tag team, I, I like them. Yeah, they're interesting. Cameron Grimes, he needs a new name because Grimes just you know. <laughs> you I, know. I, I've never. This is the first time I've seen this fella, and like I'm seeing him now, and I'm like, oh, you don't look grimy, but his name's Cameron Grimes, so I you know, just assumed. <laughs> Uh, Grayson Waller uh, is is on here. He's mm. challenging Carmelo tonight, I think, for the title. Gotcha. So he's also he's, he keeps saying, I guess, on TV that he's the he should be the number one draft pick. You're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. <laughs> um, Indy Hartwell could be, but she's the champion. I love her. Um, they could bring her up with. You know, bring Dexter back and bring back Index. Mm-hmm. Um, Ilja Dragunov. I, I have seen that one a bit more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's some some folks from NXT wow, that could be yeah, there. Good, a good amount of names that could uh, potentially be called up. I like Indy, so it would be dope to see Indy up there. She's fun. Yeah, she's she's really good. Um, that yeah, yeah, some good stuff. Uh, to the stocks falling, Dimitri, whose stock is down? Uh, our boy Vince McMahon, dude. Oh Fuck my him. God. The entire wrestling community, it feels like, you know what? Typically nobody can ever agree on anything in the internet wrestling community. But right now it feels like we all just feel like, yo, fuck Vince. I haven't seen one person that's mm-hmm. like, yo, I love Vince McMahon. I'm so happy he's back. I have not seen one tweet saying that. I've not seen one opinion even going a little bit that direction. Um, it's just a whole bunch of negativity, man. Uh, everything's been so good since he's been gone. Triple H been running the show. They've been breaking records, viewership records, you know, um, you know, records with the amount of merch they're selling. 
pretty much just any record you think that can be broken, like Triple H is just, they've been breaking it. Uh, wrestling's been hot. WWE's been hot. They've been uh, doing a great job of making the shows feel important. Um, for a while there, everything just kind of felt boring and it felt like we just weren't respected. It, it felt like I was feeling, I personally felt like they weren't like respecting that I'm an adult. Like there were just so many things that just didn't make sense and that just happened because wrestling uh yeah. <laughs> no explanation to storylines no like backstory things just happened uh and i hated that and triple h has done a great job of creating some long-term storytelling and anytime something happens typically not all the time but typically uh there's like a reason behind it or like a small explanation it doesn't have to be anything huge maybe like a quick promo maybe somebody saying something just a mention of a reason goes a long way as to making something make sense. And with Vince, we got so much just nonsensical bullshit. And I am annoyed that he's back. Um, specifically this week, uh, it was rumored that he had made changes on Raw. A lot of sweeping changes, which, again, is annoying to anybody who follows wrestling. Um, and one of the things I saw rumored cut was a women's match uh, that was cut for the Street Profits versus Shelton and Cedric. Which I firmly believe, because when we watched the show, we pointed out, why is Montez in sweatpants and a jersey? He doesn't wrestle in sweatpants and a jersey. Clearly, yeah. he didn't have his gear. Um, so it looks like, you know, that was just thrown together last second. For what reason? I don't know. It really didn't do anything for the show. Why did he make that change? Why is something like that necessary? I don't know. I'm annoyed by it. I think everybody else is annoyed by it. Jacob, how do you feel? Um, it was really jarring last night, especially with that match. It just it came out of nowhere. It didn't really make any sense. They yep. said the Street Profits were from Chicago. I know for a fact that Angelo Dawkins is from Cincinnati. So yeah, right? <laughs> I, I I don't know if they're billed from Chicago or or what, but like I didn't I didn't get that either. To me, this this is what I thought in the moment. This is what I thought. Vince McMahon was like, oh, we're in Chicago. We got to do a match with a lot of black people. Like, that, that's <laughs> genuinely what I what I thought Vince McMahon was doing there. Probably. Um, Montez Ford clearly didn't have his gear, um, mm -hmm. which is a big, big, big no-no in Vince McMahon world. You always have your gear. You are always ready to go. So it could have also been he called someone and said, yeah, they're, they're going on. And then they go, oh, Tez doesn't have his stuff. They're going on. Yep. Just to kind of prove a point, I can 100% see that. And, yeah, people are talking about it now because it was fucking weird, dude. Mm -hmm. Like, just, you don't have to do it. So, yeah, I, I'm i with you. Like, fuck Vince McMahon. We didn't need that match. You know, I, I always like seeing the Street Profits. I think they put on a show, but, like, we didn't need it. Didn't do and anything for the show. And to add to the frustration, I mean, we've we've heard the women's locker room is not too happy because mm -hmm. things keep getting cut and things keep getting cut short, you know, left out, uh, which I big agree. They have a reason to be upset. I'd be upset, too. And just for last night, for Vince to, you know, just double down and cut a women's match for a match that doesn't need to be on the show, it's frustrating. I'd be pissed. Yeah, I, I, I didn't like it when it happened. Right. It was like four minutes long, too. Like, this doesn't do anything for anybody. Zero point. 
My one of my stocks falling is the AEW World Title picture. So this past week on AEW, the main storyline was they started a four pillars tournament, which ended up being uh, Sammy Guevara, boo, um, wrestling Jungle Boy. But backstage before the match, MJF goes to Sammy and says, hey, Sammy, my BFF, my bestie, my boy, my hometown dude. He he. How about I? How about I give you a blank check and I'll you, pay you whatever whatever you want. And uh, you beat Jungle Boy. You go beat Darby next week, and then we don't actually have to have a match for my title because MJF does not want to wrestle. He does not want to put his title up. So Sammy writes a number, and MJF goes, "Oh, wow, okay, that's a bigger number than I thought. That's your number. Oh, okay." It's just the whole thing was weird. It was out of character for both of them. Sammy's been talking about how he needs to be taken seriously. He deserves to be a champion. And you're going to throw away everything you've said for the last three weeks for a check? Like, sure. I mean, get your fake money. Like, it's wrestling money. It doesn't, it's not real. <laughs> uh, it's kayfabe it money, boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Like, MJF then is now besties with Sammy. He gave him a hug. He came out during the match and hit Jungle Boy with the belt uh, so that Jungle Boy would get counted out. It just... The whole thing just didn't make any sense. It was so out of character for everybody involved. Uh, This week on Dynamite, we're going to have Darby Allin versus Sammy Guevara. I I think that they're going to kind of put a pin in this storyline and darby's gonna beat sammy but it's still it's just been it's just been strange and i think i talked last week that we they needed to focus the storyline around one of these guys and instead they've keep kept spreading the focus around to everybody and i I, we're so far away from double or nothing We're, we're like a full month away from double or nothing still that what we're going to end up with is what should have just happened in the first place. It's going to be a fatal four way for the belt at double or nothing. That way MJF can cheat. He can keep his belt. It's fine. Just stop fucking with us. Tony Khan. <laughs> Goddamn snowman. <laughs> what? What are, you, what are you saying that for? My other stock falling. Dimitri is more positive than me this week. Uh, is storylines that are being dragged out. And I mentioned this briefly But I want to dive into it a little bit further. A lot of these storylines are just put on pause in WWE because of the draft. They're put on pause because of backlash. I'm so bored of Rey Mysterio versus someone from the Judgment Day. Or Rey Mysterio and someone from LWO versus two people in the Judgment Day. Or... Like, I'm just so bored of it. Like, I feel like I've seen Rey Mysterio wrestle, like, every Monday and Friday for the past month. And I'm not getting anything out of it. Yeah, Rey Mysterio's fucking good. We know that. <laughs> like, the guys in the Judgment Day, you want them to look strong. We get it. Just fucking get somewhere. Like, I'm, I'm so bored of so many of these storylines right now. Even the Bloodline Sami Zayn storyline is starting to lose a little bit of fuel for me. It is. It's, it's just like, we had that high at WrestleMania with these things, and it's just... They're like, oh, people really like this shit. Maybe we can get it at SummerSlam. Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> I don't think I can last till August on some of this stuff. 
I'm, I think there's a way, but right now it's just so repetitive and you're right. It's definitely dragging out. And you know what, to what you said, uh, I actually was going to add a, uh, stocks falling, uh, specifically Ooh. talking about how the, uh, the bloodline storyline is dragging on. But then I looked on the thing and I was like, dragging out storylines. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I'm talking about. So no, I big agree with you. It's just, uh, feels like every week we're getting, um, I specifically was thinking like we're getting like solo versus somebody and then there's mm-hmm. an interruption and out come the Usos and then everybody comes out and then they're fighting. Somebody grabs a chair, blah, blah, blah. It's like the same thing. feels like I've watched the same encounters every week, just slightly tweaked or maybe not tweaked at all. Um, and although I loved the storylines to start and I still, I would say I still like the storylines. They're definitely dragging. Uh, and there definitely needs to be something fresh happening. I do think the draft is the reason it's dragging. They they can still work. We just really need to get to the next step of it. Yeah, yeah. We're like stuck in this like weird area right now where they're just kind of repeating the same things over and over and over and over again, I guess, until backlash or the yeah. draft. But I, I, I assume it's going to be backlash. I'm even starting to get a little bored of the the Sami Zayn, Jay Uso aspect of it too, and again maybe that changes if Jay gets drafted over to Raw where mm-hmm. where Sami and KO are. But you know, I I need to see some I need to see something more. I need to see something new because at this point I feel like it's time to transition the Bloodline storyline to focusing on on Jay and Roman again. Mm-hmm. But we can't do that until Roman's back on TV. Yep. So I guess we gotta keep treading water. And my my arms and legs are getting tired. Amen, brother. <laughs> all right, Dimitri, you have anything else? Uh, no, I'm just really surprised we made it all the way through this podcast with all the technical difficulties we've experienced. Dropping the dropping the call like three different <laughs> times and. You know, my phone dying, headset dying, disconnecting, joining on a Discord chat instead of our regular platform. Uh, it's been a ride. So, you know what? I'm happy we made it here, Jacob. I'm so glad I don't have to edit this, mostly yeah. because I don't know how. It'll be fun. Um, once again, everyone, next week, Dimitri's going to be on assignment in Mexico. Um, I will possibly have a guest if the recording thing that I'm going to use works. And I'm just warning you, the audio is going to be shit. Yeah, you got um, this, buddy. I believe in you. And we'll see. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at Let Me Pod to you. You can follow Dimitri at Just Dimitri. You can find me if you want at We Hate Jacob. That's hate with an eight. Please give us a review on your chosen podcast platform or on every major network. Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, mm-hmm. iHeart, mm-hmm. all them. of them. Yeah. If you don't use them, listen to us there instead. Try it out. Give us a review on that one. Find it. Have a great week, everybody.